Just like an actual toolbox, you need to have a variety of financial tools at your disposal so your retirement portfolio can handle any situation that comes your way. Scott Searles is a certified wealth strategist and the CEO of Skybox Asset Management. He can help you build a solid financial plan that will stand the test of time. This is the Retirement Toolbox Podcast. It's time for another edition of the Retirement Toolbox. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Scott Searles, and it's time for another great show. If you're joining us for the first time, this is episode number two. Scott's a financial advisor at Skybox Asset Management, serving you throughout the greater Cleveland area. Also has an office down in Bradenton, Florida. So hello to the uh, Southern listeners where it's Always 30 degrees warmer and probably sunnier as well. We're all jealous of you. You can find us online by going to skyboxasset.com. That's skyboxasset.com. Listen to past episodes of the podcast and check out future ones as well there. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcasting app if you like to use those. Scott brings his 20 years of experience in the financial world to our program each and every time to help us learn how to navigate through that sometimes hard to understand financial world. And Scott, great to have you joining us once again. How are you going uh, today, sir? Thanks, Walter. It's a busy day today. It's my high school daughter's first lacrosse game. So uh, I'm trying to head out of here a few minutes early and looking forward to tonight. Very exciting. What's the, uh, the prognosis for the season? High expectations this year for the team? Well, you know, we actually do have some high expectations. We have a lot of uh, returning starters and i think our team has gotten stronger from last year so knock on wood we're gonna have a good season and what position does she play she plays attack oh okay good they're going to be relying on her for some goals this year it sounds like well i hope so what's her style of play like kind of sneak around from behind the goalie and slip in the goals that way or kind of long bomb type shots well you know she's a lefty so Ooh, so that uh, presents a challenge to goalies i'm sure well, yeah, she slips around. She works around the crease very well, and she comes around from the opposite side where a lot of the right-handed girls come from. So it works well for her. Well, good luck. And what's the, the team name this year? Well, we're the Strongsville Mustangs. The Mustangs. Okay, so go Mustangs. That should be a pretty obvious uh, saying right. here on the show each week. All right, well, very good. Well, good luck, and I uh, hope you enjoy the first game of the season, and uh, here's to many wins this year. Absolutely. Well, we've got a great show on the way for you today. We're going to answer one of our listener questions a little bit later on in the show. We've got a great question that came in to us from Diane. And so we'll tackle her question about uh, being in an auto accident and some financial implications from that. So that should be fun to dive into some of the complexities there. We're also going to get to know Scott a little bit better. We're going to be talking about some music later on in the podcast today as well. There's your little teaser. But our main topic of the program today, we want to start off by talking about, you probably saw it in the headline of today's episode, the five dangerous mindsets that can sink your retirement. And Scott, I'm sure you uh, agree with this, that in many phases of our life, our attitudes and mindsets can have a big impact on where we go and what we do. And retirement planning is probably no different. Absolutely. I mean, it's something where you need to get started early on it, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't. So if you have the right attitude and you're able to tackle it and, and work with somebody, still get you to where you need to go. Well, we want to look at the five dangerous mindsets that can quickly sink your retirement if you're not careful to guard against these 
And sometimes these are natural instincts, so we've got to be even more careful here. So I'll list out the uh, dangerous mindsets one by one as we go here, Scott, and get your opinions on these things and where you've seen these hurt folks in the past and how we can put up those safeguards against them. Something that a lot of people have maybe fallen into since the last big market crash that we had, the crisis of 2008, how quickly some of us have become complacent. Why is complacency a dangerous financial mindset? Well, that's that old, I'll worry about it later. I'll get to it later. I got other things I got to deal with now. And unfortunately, the longer you wait, the harder it is to get to where you need to go. Complacency is probably one of the most common of the dangerous mindsets that you see in retirement because there's always something more important and no one wants to deal with necessarily talking about their finances a lot. So a lot of people will wait until it's too late to start saving and we're starting to play catch up. Fortunately, we have different strategies we can utilize, different things we can do to, to help get people to where they need to go. But if you're complacent and the longer you wait, the harder it is to get to where you need to go. Yeah, I think complacency is just one of those kind of like inflation. It's the silent killer of a retirement plan. It's just one of those things that, well, it's the definition of the word, right? We just sort of slip into that false sense of security and we forget that we need to be safeguarding against things that can go wrong because we've indeed become complacent. And complacency can lead to other things, Scott, like overconfidence. And, you know, we all know that that can be dangerous in many ways in our lives, especially when it comes to financial aspects. I think one of the things that overconfidence, how it really becomes a problem is that people think, hey, you know what? I have enough money. I don't need to worry about it. I've run some projections. I use the old four or 5% of my savings to use as income. But where the real problems come in is that things change. Tax rates are going to change. Tax laws will change. The economy changes. Interest rates rise. People get sick. People go into nursing homes. And you need to plan for those changes. And it's not as simple as just saying, hey, you know what? I'm all set. I don't think I need to work with anybody because there's probably a lot of things you don't realize that you need to plan for. Hmm. If somebody, by the way, as we're going through these dangerous mindsets, Scott, if somebody's saying, well, that's me, I'm kind of complacent right now, or I'm overconfident, or the next one that we're going to talk about in a moment, I've got a lot of fear that's driving my decision-making and my thought processes. What is there to be done, or what should kind of come into their mind as an action step if, as they're listening today, kind of experience one of these mindsets and emotions? Well, I think you need to sit down with somebody and you, you need to talk about some of the things that are bothering you and talk to an advisor. And I'm not talking like a psychiatrist. I was talking more like a financial advisor where, you know, they can walk you through some of the things you should be looking at, some of the things you should be doing and kind of get you over some of those mindsets. And you can see how, okay, I can't necessarily be overconfident right now because these things could come. So maybe it does make sense to plan ahead of time or fear, which we're going to talk about next you know, maybe there's ways that we can minimize that and you can see how it'll work and make you feel more confident and make you feel more comfortable with it. Well, let's definitely dive into that one because maybe more than anything else, when it comes to this list of dangerous mindsets that is universal or very wide reaching is fear. It's something that so many people are left exposed to and suffer from as a mindset in retirement. Fear paralyzes us and can make us force us to make rash decisions. And I'm sure you've seen countless stories of how fear has knocked people off track in their retirement plans. 
it's probably the biggest thing that knocks people off their retirement plans, especially the way the markets have been more volatile. And we went through the 2008 financial crisis, and a lot of people's accounts really took a beating through that. So there is a lot of fear. There's a fear of people losing money. And a lot of times I have new clients come into my office and they're like, I don't want to lose any money. And that's one of the first things they say. And, and that's great. And certainly I don't want that either. But what we need to do is we need to see, okay, you know, the cost of bread is going up every year. We need to, first of all, make sure that we're keeping up with the cost of bread. So we need to grow that money. So we need to come up with a plan then, an investment strategy that will allow us to grow our money and do the best we can to protect some of our assets. And, you know, there is no, in the investing world, there is no cake, having your cake and eating it too type of scenario because we certainly need to grow that money so that we have that money to last you throughout your retirement. And think about it, if you retire at 65, you're going to have 30, possibly 30 years in retirement. So that money needs to last. So we do need to grow it. But the good news is, is we have financial strategies that will allow you to protect that money as best we can and also allow that money to grow. From fear, we move on to the fourth dangerous mindset that can sink your retirement. What about cynicism? Has that been on the rise recently? Well, you know what? I think there's a lot of resources out there that people, you know, tap into nowadays. And I can understand why people would be, you know, have some skepticism when it comes to working with an advisor or working with somebody. Because we talked about in, in the previous podcast that, you know, there is a wide range of abilities that people have when you work with somebody. But the reality is that because of all these changes and the different things that are going to happen throughout your whole financial and retirement lifespan, you need someone that's going to walk hand in hand with you. So if you get to know your advisor and somebody that you're working with, understand what they're doing and have transparency of fees so you know they're not overcharging you. These are all things that we do with our clients, by the way. So you can know exactly why that person's suggesting that particular strategy or why we're you know, charging this much or whatever the case may be. I think that helps to get over that skepticism that people have of working with a financial advisor. The old, no one has my interest, you know, my most important interest besides myself. And that very well may be true, but that doesn't mean that you can't walk hand in hand with somebody that also has your well-being in mind. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, you might have heard that buzzword before about being a fiduciary, and it is an important mm -hmm. world in the financial landscape. It's something that I'm sure we're going to dive into some future episodes here on the program, but it's good to know that there are some advisors who don't have to necessarily make decisions that are in your best interest, and then there are those who have to by letter of the law, by the mm -hmm. ethics that they subscribe to, by the designations that they hold. That's the standard, and it seems like a mm -hmm. common sense kind of standard. Scott, but unfortunately, it's not universal. No, you would actually be surprised. We certainly are fiduciaries, so we sit on the same side of the table as our clients, and we always have their best interest in mind. But you would be surprised how many advisors or people you may work with aren't bound by those same fiduciary standards that we are. And you know, unfortunately, sometimes you run into advisors that sell you something so that they can make money, and it's just an unfortunate thing. 
Well, the last dangerous mindset that we'll cover today that can sink your retirement, and I'm sure we could think of some more here, but we thought five would be an appropriate number to uh, go over. We don't want to overwhelm you, <laughs> so the uh, exactly. because what will happen is the fifth mindset if we go too far down this uh, rabbit hole, and that would be despair. And this is unfortunate. This is, I guess, somebody that's just maybe they've suffered from these other dangerous mindsets or it's led to problems in their financial plan. And a lot of people think they just get to a place where they can't recover from. Right. And the old, oh, I'm never going to be able to retire. I'm just going to work till I die. What you need to realize is that you know, no matter what your situation is, you really still should have a plan. Once you have a plan in place and a strategy, it's going to help a lot with those feelings of, I'm not going to be able to retire. I'm, I'm just going to have to work forever. Because if you have a plan and you see the numbers and you can say, hey, you know what? There is a light at the end of the tunnel. I am going to be retired. It may not be exactly, you know, I'm not going to be going around the world in my million dollar yacht, but I'm going to be able to to live comfortably and spend time with my grandchildren and do all this and not have to work to the day I die. And that's how you can get over that despair. Because if you're just have that whole mindset of I'm never going to be able to retire, I'm not even going to bother seeing anybody or doing anything about it. It's never going to get fixed. Well, all of this has been very helpful, Scott, to kind of analyze these different dangerous mindsets that can sink your retirement. And again, if you identify with one of these things, it'd probably be helpful to sit down with an advisor who can walk you through these conversations, uncover the root of the problems, why you subscribe to these mindsets. Can some things be done to change that tune and get you on a better track to being comfortable, to being confident, not overconfident, but being confident in your financial plan and your financial future. And if you'd like to discuss this with Scott Searles, if you're in the greater Cleveland area, Scott's got an office in Strongsville. If you're a listener down in the Florida area, there's an office in Bradenton as well. You can set up times to meet. You can learn more about the team. Check out other episodes of the podcast by going to skyboxasset.com. You can also pick up the phone and call call. That number is 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. And Scott, you've also put together, we've talked about it on the first podcast that we did previously, but we've had you put together this tax-free retirement toolkit. Great starter kit for somebody who's walking down that retirement planning journey. Absolutely. And it, that's what it is. It's going to give you some nice, valuable information. It has a book that I've written. It has an audio CD as well as some, a piece on the seven biggest mistakes people make when they're working with their financial advisors. Just some nice resources for you to kind of get started down that road to start to get a tax-free retirement. Yep. And all you have to do to get that toolkit is look in the description of today's episode, whether you're listening on the website or on your favorite podcast app, we've put a link there for you to get that toolkit, or you can call that number we mentioned moments ago, or just go directly to the website, skyboxasset.com, and just look for the link to your tax-free retirement toolkit. So that's the skinny on the five dangerous mindsets that can sink your retirement. Hope that's helpful for you on today's show. It's getting to know you time. And now it's time to get to know Scott a little bit better. So we take a quick sidestep here on the podcast each time just to find out a little bit more about Scott's personality. You know, we talk so often on the show about how important it is when you come in and meet with Scott for him to get to know you. But we think it's also important for you to get to know him a little bit better. So we have some fun usually during this segment of the show. Scott, a good one for you this week. And that is what is the best 
concert, the best live concert you've ever been to? Well, you know, that's actually quite easy for me. I've always been a drummer in high school. I played the drums and one of my favorite drummers is Neil Peart from Rush. So I think I've seen Rush in concert (laughs) now five or six times. And the best part about that, being a drummer, is that in every one of those concerts, Neil Peart does a solo. And if you're a drummer, you probably know Neil Peart, but he has got a drum set that goes 360 all the way around him. He'll have an electronic set behind him and then a traditional acoustic set in front of him. And in the middle of his solo, it spins around. So that by far is one of my favorite hands-down concerts I've ever been to, and I've been to him five times. So That's pretty cool. I uh, used to work with a guy who was the biggest Rush fan I've ever met. So he wore nothing but Rush shirts every single day to work. That was just, <laughs> he knew every song. He knew every factoid about every person in the band. I mean, he just, he was just a genius. He was like a savant when it came to Rush. It was pretty incredible. He's a diehard, that's for sure. A diehard, definitely. I bet they put on a pretty good concert. I've never been to one, but I, I can imagine they've got, they're very epic in their song creation. And usually the Rush has a lot of longer songs, right? With a lot of buildup uh-huh. and, and just, you know, well, you know, not that formulaic sort of three minute song with three verses and that's kind of it. That's what you're going to get. You know, the neat thing about Rush is there are only three members of the band and it sounds like there's like six of them. They're really, really, really good musicians. Have you seen them in the the Cleveland area all those times, or did you travel around to different spots to see them? No, every time I saw them, they were they were here in the Cleveland area. Yeah, I had seen them at Blossom, which is like an outdoor venue, and saw them at the old Richland Coliseum, which has since been torn down, replaced by Quicken Loans Arena downtown, which I've seen them there too. So I've seen them at every venue in Cleveland, pretty much. Did you have a favorite out of all the all the venues? You know, probably. I mean, Quicken Loans Arena, the new arena, is the nicest. They put so, on a good uh, show, I imagine, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and it's packed. I mean, it, it's all sold out. But there's something also neat about having that outdoor venue. Mm-hmm. You got people behind you, just this big field all filled with blankets and people sitting around. You know, we were undercover in actual seats, but it was a really neat experience. Yeah, outdoor concerts are pretty fun to go to, So, especially when it's a big name like that in an outdoor setting. Mm-hmm. There's just a little something special to it. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, and maybe you'll get to – are they still touring? Are they still coming around? Will, can you catch number six at some point in time? No, they're officially done. They're done, okay. So, yeah, they're not going to tour anymore. I guess you could say never say never. We've heard that from a lot of bands, right? True, true. There will be probably one last swan song tour at some point in time in the future, but for now, the regular tours are over, so... Well, cherish do, those I'll be memories. There. there you go. There you go. Well, cherish the memories of the five that you've been to so far. And thanks for sharing that with us on today's show. Before we wrap up, we would like to end each podcast with answering one of your questions here on the program. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can do that on the website, skyboxasset.com. So we'll open up the mailbag and get a question here from Diane. Diane is writing into us from Shaker Heights and says, I recently got a very large cash settlement from an auto accident I was involved in. And this will make a big difference in my life because I'm 57 and I don't have much saved for retirement. The problem is that because I've done such little investing over the years, I really have no idea where to start. So what's the first step? Well, the first step is you need to find an advisor that you feel comfortable with to help to put together a strategy for you. Obviously, there's a lot of different advisors. So what I'd suggest is that you meet with several of them. You kind of find somebody you feel comfortable with 
somebody that is a fiduciary and, and that has your interest in mind. And that's going to be the first step is you, you need to find somebody to help you to get to where you need to go. The unfortunate thing was that you were in an auto accident, but the fortunate thing was is it created a windfall for you to probably provide a retirement that you may not have had previous to the accident. So I think if you find the proper advisor and you get that plan and that holistic plan in place, you can utilize that newfound windfall in order to provide that retirement that you need to. But you have to find somebody you're comfortable with to get you there. You got to make sure that you kind of understand the nuances there because so many people, it's kind of the same, I guess, with inheritances, mm-hmm. Scott, where people, we go our whole lives making money in smaller chunks, you know, getting those paychecks every two weeks or once a month, whatever the schedule might be for you. And there's only a, most of us will count on less than one hand or, or on one hand, I suppose, <laughs> how many times we'll take a big windfall of money. Maybe we've had a little bit of experience with it at tax time. But even that's not going to be large sums and amounts of money. So it's not like we've got years of experience to draw on navigating through those kinds of issues. And I know that gets people into trouble sometimes. Well, they make TV shows about lotto winners that's that right. blow all that's the money right. they went. I mean, so you don't want to be one of those people. So make sure you meet with somebody and you get a plan in place. And of course, you know, depending on how large the windfall is, obviously a large cash settlement is probably different for everybody and what they assume would be large, but, you know, make sure you don't blow the money, meet with somebody, utilize a a good strategy to to get you where you need to go. We don't need to see you on TV, Diane. Yeah. I had an acquaintance who was in a similar situation, Diane, now much younger. Well, I'm now I'm in trouble. I didn't mean much younger, Diane, just a a younger end of the uh, age spectrum here. (laughs) Scott, you're going (laughs) to kick me off the podcast here. I'm going to uh, frustrate the listeners a little bit. No, I mean, he was in his twenties and got in an accident out in, uh, I think it was in Las Vegas and it was severely injured, ended up staying in the hospital out there for over a month, maybe two months, a wrong way driver, a drunk driver, I think, wrong way on the highway. And he was broke both legs and had all sorts of other issues. Now he's very lucky to really kind of be back to normal today, but it was quite a long recovery process. And I think he ended up getting about a million dollars in the settlement. And the crazy thing that they decided to do, and this is somebody in their 20s, they decided to semi-retire. <laughs> and so instead of going and spending all that money on, you know, going and immediately buying a big house and fancy cars and all that kind of stuff, he said, you know what? I'm just going to work a part-time job and my wife's going to work part-time and we're just going to use this money as a great buffer. We're not going to increase our lifestyle a whole lot, but this is going to eliminate a ton of stress from our lives for many, many, many years to come. And that's what they desired to do with those funds. And so they're just sort of living their life without having to work full-time jobs and letting it sort of support their direction. And so, you know, that's one person crafting what to do with those dollars. And I think you could, you know, have your own opinion about, you know, how they're utilizing that money. But one thing that can be said is they're making it work for their desires. And You know, they're smart because the reality is he could have bought a he could have bought a Ferrari and drove it to work every day, but instead he decides to save his money and utilize that to, you know, semi-retire. Smart thinking. 
Yeah, pretty cool. So just make sure that you're letting that money work for you in a way and helping you achieve those goals and seeing some silver lining, it sounds like they're in a tough situation, obviously, with the auto accident. And nobody wants to go through that, but you're going to try and make the most of it now, it sounds like. So congratulations on that side of things and good luck making those decisions. If you've got any similar questions to that, want a question featured on the show, or if you just want to talk to Scott one-on-one about something that's going on in your financial life, again, that number to call if you need help planning for your retirement future, 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. And always online at skyboxasset.com. That's skyboxasset.com. Scott, thanks for all the help on another edition of the podcast. We'll look forward to episode number three with you next time. Thanks, Walter. Go Mustangs. You got it. That's Scott Searles. I'm Walter Sirhold. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon on the Retirement Toolbox. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.